Hello and welcome to Roll for Refinement, Fate's favorite podcast. What's going to happen next? We'll let the dice decide. And we're live in three, two, one. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Roll for Refinement. We're back, folks. It's been a few weeks. Yes, we are. And can you tell our listeners uh, why we were gone for so long? Yeah. Because of what happened during our last recording? <laughs> so I've talked a little bit about it on Twitter and TikTok, but essentially uh, we've been running uh, this podcast and I've been running my streams even with an old computer that I got in exchange uh, for a GameCube. Uh, the thing's roughly seven to eight years old, running like a 480 graphics card. It's it's had a good life, but uh, it is near the end of that good life. Uh, we were recording and my PC crashed right as we were signing off. And fool that I am, I was recording in MP4. So we lost the the whole thing. Uh, that episode is gone into the ether. I can tell you what we rolled. Uh, we rolled Casey explains supernatural in 20 minutes or less, which I did. I think I actually hit like 22 minutes, a little bit over. It was a fun episode, a good time, but, um, it is gone. Uh, that being said, I have a new machine now. And so we're able to record again. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I mean, just listening to Casey talk about Supernatural for 23 minutes, I have watched maybe seven or eight episodes of Supernatural before. I just kind of stopped. It wasn't really my cup of tea, but um, Casey did a good job laying uh, it out. Um, maybe we'll get to re-roll for that one somewhere down the line, but um, still, it, it, was, it was a good episode that unfortunately got lost yeah. in the nether. What I think we're going to do, I was talking with my wife about this. We were considering um, doing like a bonus episode. I want to experiment with doing a little bit more uh, bonus content, especially as we start looking. We have some listeners now, maybe start going to start looking into a Patreon, uh, being able to put some little bonus mini episodes over on uh, Patreon, I thought would be fun. So Megan and I, Sean. Uh, we have a name even picked out for our little mini segments when things like this pop up. Uh, oh. Since I'll be explaining all of Supernatural to my wife, who's never seen the show, we thought we'd call it Roll for Refinement Mansplaining Edition. <laughs> That's good. I like it. Uh, but we'll do stuff like that over there. Megan and I both stream video games and we might incorporate the two together. She really wants to uh, stream some Starfield, I think. So maybe we can get some of that in there. Uh, I might do a new uh, Baldur's Gate uh, three stream and I'll we'll do the let the viewers pick all the decisions. Maybe do some stuff like that. We'll just play around with it. But I thought it'd be oh, nice yeah. to try to get some new content going where we can uh, maybe get a Patreon going. And, and uh, we're not really trying to make money, I don't think. But it, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be bad to be able to get some some extra gear. Oh, yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. I'm not saying that I, you know, I can if I want to go out and get something it's no problem or anything but a little extra change here and oh, there yeah. doesn't help and if nothing i mean i mean it's not gonna make or break me i'll still have a good time because we're chatting if anything it would balance out i'm i'm terrible about doing a lot of patreons and kickstarters 
it would balance me out a little bit. But uh, I'm a, I used to have a Kickstarter addiction maybe i i like backing things on because it's like a little present when you forget about it and you get it like a year and a half later yeah that, but, that's a good way of putting it yeah but anyways let's go ahead and get the table pulled up uh, i'm going to use the same die we used last time since the episode didn't get to premiere um so i have here my countdown spin down die from the most recent magic the gathering set the lord of the rings it's uh tales of middle earth uh it's gorgeous it's like this translucent green with little elvish doodads around the numbers and it's oversized so it's kind of good for this purpose we're gonna go ahead and i'm just gonna take my camera and do this we're gonna look down i got a new play mat by the way for uh my anime fans we have a uh, tabletop jocks with the akira reference and let's go ahead. We have a nine or. Yes, nine. I had to look where the dot was. Or is that is the dot at the bottom or the top? How does that work? Hmm. I think it's a six. The dots there to the bottom left. That seems okay that. Hmm. I think it's I think it's a six. I'm going to go with okay. six, which is Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur in the art of the soundtrack. So we're talking movie and television soundtracks today. I just picked Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur because that was a favorite of mine recently. Okay. Uh, but we can talk about soundtracks in general. I was going to share with you some of the tracks off of this one that I particularly enjoy. Uh, one of the reasons, by the way, that we're able to record video now, we're going to be on YouTube starting with this episode is um, that I figured out how to filter out so we can watch things for reaction purposes without that copyrighted audio going on to our video. So uh, OBS will That's not good. pick up uh, that audio. So if you would, Sean, I'm going to send I'm going to find a particularly good or a couple tracks from Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. We'll start there, and then we can talk about other favorite soundtracks we've heard recently. I am a huge nerd for movie sound movie or soundtracks for both movies and television shows. To me, the music almost matters more than the rest of the the elements. Um, soundtracks make or break a movie. Uh, to me, I and I have long, being a college instructor, wanted to teach. Um, a class on Forrest Gump and the art of the soundtrack. One day, right? One yeah, day. yeah, yeah. We'll get there. It would be such a fun class to teach. All right, Sean, I'm just going to send you a link. Let's open. Okay, that's all right. So we can uh, give it a quick listen. And I think as long as we are reacting to it and commenting and it's general change, we're good. Well, that's good. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. If nothing else, I'll send it to you and I can, uh, we'll and listen and then cut to it or cut the part out where we were listening. What? Oh, here it is. What do you, as far as like, how do you, do you differentiate a score from a soundtrack? Yes. The two things are different and I'm using the terms interchangeably, like in this moment. Mm -hmm. But they they really aren't the same thing. 
uh, they function the same way. And when I think soundtrack, I tend to be thinking of television style or serial type stuff. Whereas Mm -hmm. a score tends to go with a movie A particular dramas have scores. And I believe scores are written for films and uh, are written for the work and soundtracks often have music taken from other places and tracked to the, the piece. I think that's the correct definition. Uh, and both are extremely important. When I say, I, I think that's what makes or breaks a movie. Uh, I both ways. All right. So I have this pulled up, Sean, I'm going to listen on my phone too, uh, just to make sure that'll fix it so that we know it won't, uh, catch it on our thing. But this is the opening sequence. Uh, are you familiar with the character Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur? Yes. I have not watched it, but yes. Right, I so I got mine playing. I love the visuals of it. So the show has a very her uh the character's family owns a owns a roller disco. And the oh, show wow. incorporates a lot of, of those disco elements uh to the music. I did look it up by the way, the difference between a score and a soundtrack. A score is original music uh specific to the film or uh I'm going to say series, whereas a soundtrack is a collection of carefully chosen songs to be included. So the difference is was the material written for uh the visual piece. So in this case I think that would make this a score since these songs were written for the show. Though the show includes soundtrack elements of things that were not. There's a I know there's a childish cambino track in one episode. Right on. Right on. Mm-hmm. And if you guys want to listen to that uh what we just listened to uh you can f- I'll put the link to the video in the description. But yeah, I love the colors. I love the the elements of of or just how it matches the aesthetic of the show. I guess, and I, I'm a big fan of animation too. So I don't know. This show has a really unique uh, feel to its to the way it looks and the way it treats music and it how the action in the show plays with the music almost like choreography in a way we haven't seen in a lot of uh, superhero. comic book stuff recently other than one which i'll talk about in a moment which i think does a better job with soundtracking than any comic book yeah it's a a lot of the stuff especially with superhero stuff because there's just such an influx of them nowadays that a lot of them are kind of vanilla nowadays unless you actually have a filmmaker who puts their stamp on something like the best example of this um is james gunn and um oh yeah I, I mean all three of his guardians films have amazing soundtracks especially with the this last one that he had that just came out in may just uh going just from some of the stuff from having like radiohead on it um it's just i mean some of these filmmakers and when if you ever listen to james gunn talk in his interviews he talks about how he um like he basically picks out his music or the songs while he's writing out his uh story mm-hmm. and doing all the creative stuff with that uh, before the film is shot so he knows what it's going to be before they even shoot mm-hmm. um so that makes me very curious to see what he's going to do with his superman movie 
um, whenever they start shooting that, what songs he will curate for that movie. Because I feel like that is a a legacy character mm-hmm. in need of a fresh new spin. And James Gunn's input, especially with the soundtrack, will greatly benefit that character. Well, if you want a fresh spin on Superman, we have it. Uh, I will say. Which, with my uh, adventures, Superman. Yeah, yeah. which uh, I could talk about that for scoring. It's got a lot of great. Uh, I mean, the music sounds like an anime because that's essentially what it is. But yeah, I'm, I would be sticking with James Gunn. I, I am interested. I like the soundtracks to the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, especially the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it always makes me think of. Uh, this is a this isn't a uh, this is a weird comparison, I, not comparison even, but it always makes me think of the music in Fallout in a way. I love the combining sci fi with with the retro aesthetic. And that might also be because my wife found a mod to put the Guardians Volume One soundtrack into Fallout for as a radio <laughs> station. That's good. Uh, so I associate those two things. But um, no, and one of my favorite scenes in the Marvel in the MCU uh, canon so far, I love that opening scene in the first Guardians movie with "Come and Get Your Love" as he's going through collecting the mm-hmm. artifact uh one because it feels almost like a D movie thing like it like it opens and that's almost more of a D movie than the recent D movie while i liked both but uh just the way then we get later on in infinity war uh or uh end game rather the cut to uh nebula and uh is it is it war machine yeah it's uh roadie and nebula uh cutting over to just him cheesily singing to himself and it looks ridiculous (laughs) and i think that right there shows how music sets the vibe to a movie because we see it from quill's perspective which is the audience's original perspective and it makes him look cool and then we see him as sort of a buffoon uh several movies later with the exact same scene and the exact same music they so for me i know television does not follow as much in terms with soundtrack but for me of course it always rings with the movies Mm -hmm. the movies the movies the movies and when i think about we were talking about guardians and especially or looking back at this past year three films stick out to me with their soundtracks this year that i like this game stay with me um one of them was Guardians 3, previously mentioned. Uh, another one, which is coming out this weekend, or is rolling out nationwide this weekend, is a new comedy called Bottoms from the creative force behind the movie Shiva Baby. Um, it's got one of the main stars in The Bear in this film. Ooh. And also has Marshawn Lynch. It is a hilarious, great movie. But one thing I really did like in that was the soundtrack and hearing Avril Lavigne's song complicated and that mm-hmm. was just the icing on the top. So that's the second film. And then of course the third one, which is just hard not to ignore. It's the biggest film of the year. It's going to remain the biggest film of the year when it's all said and done. Once we roll into 2024 is Barbie, the soundtrack it's for so Barbie good. 
was phenomenal. So many great songs, so many great songs from beginning to end. I've listened to the soundtrack on repeat. Um, Just for, I would, I am curious and I wonder if we'll get more detail behind the scenes of how they approached artists to come up with songs or to ask permission Mm -hmm. to use songs for this film being like, Hey, we would like to do this. What do you think? And just, I can just see people in the reaction like with this team behind this movie. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Cause the, I mean, when you think of Barbie as a product, it doesn't, I mean, it, that had all the makings to be a disaster, mm-hmm. but they had the right cast, the right director and writing team in place to make that a special movie and a very memorable mm-hmm. soundtrack. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Fun fact, they're releasing like a hot pink uh, vinyl pressing as a limited release. I may have to get that. That would be good. But we have on this soundtrack uh, Lizzo, Dua Lipa, which that was Dance the Night by Dua Lipa was one of my favorite songs in the movie. Barbie World with Nicki Minaj and uh, Ice Spice with Aqua guest tracking with sampling was... Bold not to include Aqua's Barbie world in this movie full out, by the way. I was surprised and I'm glad for it. Because yeah. I like what they did with it better. Yeah, me too. They're trying to, I mean, everyone has heard that song um, at some point in their life and no need to 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 replay it again or mm-hmm. re-listen to it. I mean, we we need new voices. We need mm-hmm. new iterations i'll give you one of i think this one's a little further back but one of my favorite soundtracks is uh and also one of the i think the people who's best at making soundtracks just from this movie alone is black panther uh kendrick lamar put together an amazing collection of music for that movie oh i would 100 percent agree that's actually one as as we were getting a couple things in between like looking up just out of reference just to make sure i've got some of these right that is definitely one of them um that i was going to mention if you didn't it's a very well curated memorable soundtrack to an all-timer superhero movie that was an instant classic the moment it came out. I've listened to it so much. It's such a good, it's just so good. Most of it's on my gym playlist because it's just music that, and it fit. It was an interesting way of blending modern influences with a movie that felt almost like a Shakespearean draw, like Royal drama. I, I don't know. I, I was a huge, I thought that's, it, it is one of the best. I, oh, I think almost is. objectively, uh, moving forward from that, Sean. So I just said that I think, uh, Kendrick Lamar is one of the best uh, out there for arranging soundtracks. And I want to say he's done a couple more. I'm going to have to look that up to make sure here in a minute. But for soundtracks and then also for scores, who's who's the best in the biz right now in your in your opinion? As far as soundtrack, I don't know in terms of curating, mm-hmm. uh, maybe other than James Gunn, just a, the, the sound or the song selection that he has. But I will say... Score is a no-brainer to me. Michael Giacchino, um, he did the score for the Batman. um, That was, I mean, not to be biased, but I think the best score in any Mm -hmm. film last year. Just a a beautiful, haunting score from beginning to end. I've listened to that soundtrack 
or not the soundtrack, the score. Gosh, my brain's mm-hmm. on the left side today. Um, a million times. Uh, but he's also done the music for a number of different other films in terms of composing the score for that. Just a very, very talented. He, everyone wants to reference back to John Williams, John Williams, John Williams. And John Williams, that, that there's no denying John Williams. But right now, currently, as someone who is actively working, I would say right now, it's Michael Giacchino. He's done... Other Pixar stuff like Ratatouille, Coco, Inside Out. He also did Star Trek, the reboot with um, Chris Pine. He's done even a a Mission Possible film, uh, Planet of the Apes movies, the most recent ones, the Spider-Man movies with Tom Holland. Uh, He did Rogue One, a Star Wars story. This guy, no one probably comes in a close second to Michael Giacchino right now. That's how good and talented and how much, I mean, he's working constantly. I feel like yeah, you, you surprised me with your answer and I, 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 I'm a big fan as well. I think you're right. I could have sworn you were going to say Hans Zimmer. No, I think Hans Zimmer, I, I've, he's not doing as much nowadays. If you would have told me this, like maybe like 10 years, asked me 10 years ago, I would have said, Hans Zimmer. But I feel like Hans Zimmer is not doing as much now. Granted, he was doing like the score for Dune, um, among other things. And he's great. Mm-hmm. If we're talking like all time, it might be John Williams one, Hans Zimmer two right now. But currently the best working, I think, is Michael Giacchino. But Hans Zimmer is an immense talent. Mm-hmm. So. I have a particular love for John Williams. I would actually put him above Hans. I would go the opposite and have John Williams or a uh, that is what you said, isn't it? My brain, yes, it is. My brain broke first. <laughs> um, I like also with uh, John Williams, uh, Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah, that's classic. Hard to beat that. I'm trying to think, I had someone else in my head, and it's it's I've lost it. I'm I'm gonna remember here in just a second. Uh, but yeah, those are both very very good. Oh, some two people who I I think also belong up here with the greats. Uh someone who's brought our generation in particular many a fantastic movie uh accompaniment uh danny elfman danny elfman yeah that that's a that's a very good one it's unfortunate about all the stuff that's come out about danny elfman in the past few months i don't know what you're wait what oh he's um sad yeah you probably will um i'm not gonna I'm not gonna, um, yeah, it's fine. I, I would just, I would just, anyone listening, just Google, uh, Danny, um, sexual harassment allegation and you'll find plenty. Dad gummit. It's unfortunate. But, um, we talk about with Danny Elfman. I mean, I'll go briefly here with the OG Batman movie mm-hmm. and not just did that i mean i know we're getting a little traffic here okay. but like not just with that score but that soundtrack of batman was as popular as the movie itself you brought in prince for that mm-hmm. and you had jack nichols i mean and then on the movie side you had jack nicholson you brought him in as the joker who was more popular for that movie alone than mm-hmm. michael keaton as batman so that was an that's an all-timer soundtrack right there the batman i've listened to that one quite a bit i had it on cd 
Did you know Danny Elfman composed the Simpsons theme song? Yeah. I did not know that. Very cool. Uh, if I had to give two for him, it'd be The Night Before Christmas and Men in Black. But let's not talk about someone who might not deserve talking about right now. I'll go on to my other favorite, or who I will say is my favorite, other than John Williams for classic and nostalgia reasons, as well as just being a legend. Uh, someone, I'm going to describe him, Sean, and you'll know who I'm talking about. And I'm curious if everyone will know with someone who has made a huge name for themselves in a wide variety of genres for scoring films who you would have never expected it from their previous musical career. Mm, I don't, I don't even know. Trent Reznor. Oh, has gone, has gone from absolute duh has gone from the, 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 the soul of one of my favorite bands to being just this incredible composer going back to the girl with the dragon tattoo and gone girl. And I think he really hit his stride. Well, I mean, he's had, he's hit his stride a long time ago, but recently I was very impressed by his music in soul. Oh yeah. And, and they're also, they're teaming up to um, him and uh, Atticus are teaming up to, uh, do the uh, the next Dave Fincher movie out this October on Netflix with star Michael Fassbender called The Killer. Ooh. And the trailer for that film just dropped this week. And you get a little tease of that score from them. It's a um, film is catapulted to the top of my anticipated list. That's for sure. Um, oh, and you can't forget those two. Actually, I uh, just did the score for the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, Mutant it's Mayhem. So good. Also, or you also had the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a banger. And not to spoil anything, but the way they, um, the way they mix that soundtrack in with some of the cast, especially with Ice Cube's character that he voices, particularly in one scene of the film, was just Chef Kiss. Love it. Uh, yeah, I haven't actually seen the Turtles movie yet. It's it's been on my list, but I did listen to some of the music, the mixing in of Game Boy sounds and other things that like hit hit a very teenager vibe. I I really like the music. Having not even seen the movie, I know I'm going to love it. Uh, I did to transition over since we were talking about like the greats. Uh, I did pull up IMDb's uh, 22 uh, greatest film score composers of all time or one person's list on IMDb. This is from Empire. OK, uh, so, you know, a name people are familiar with. Yeah, or this might just be a user named Empire. Regardless, the list looks decent. So let's take a look and we'll read and we can react to it. Uh, they put the number one at Ennio Morricone uh, for his work on The Hateful Eight. That's a good one. Uh, then John Williams, specifically noting Jurassic Park. Also good. Hans Zimmer, specifically noting Gladiator. Also a good one. James Horner, Titanic. Undeniable. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thomas Newman for his work on Skyfall. Haven't seen it. Oh, man, that that is probably the best James Bond movie ever, in Uh, my opinion. Love it. Howard Shore, of course. Mm -hmm. Wait, I said John Williams for Lord of the Rings when I meant Howard Shore. 
it's been a day. My, I've, my sink's flooded. And I've been working on that all day and my brain doesn't work <laughs> all the way. Uh, I don't know about this one. John Murphy for Suicide Squad. Eh, eh. I would just say, man. Uh, Ramin uh, Jawadi for Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I think I can get behind that. Uh, James Howard for King Kong. The the Peter Jackson one. I let me double check. I believe so. Yes, the Peter Jackson King Kong. I don't okay. remember the music out of that. Me neither. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Me okay neither. Okay, movie. <laughs> yeah, it was it was decent yeah, enough. Not so. bad. Not great. Uh, at ten, we have Elfman, uh, specifically noting Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, here's a good one. I didn't think about him or this movie. Uh, Vangelis for Blade Runner. Also did uh, that is a good one. Chariots of Fire, Alexander. Done a lot of indie film stuff that's very good. The Third Law. Uh, the Sir. Uh, no, that's a podcast. Yeah, that's a good one. I can get behind that. Yeah, lots of foreign and indie films. But noting specifically Blade Runner. Um, Henry Mancini for his work on Breakfast at Tiffany's. That's that's fair. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, Trent Reznor, Social Network specifically referenced. John Barry for his work on Dances with Wolves and Philip Glass for his work on The Truman Show. Truman Show is um, I don't know would if we would deem it a cult classic, but I think so. I think that's fair, but that that's a good one as well. So mm. yeah, lots of great stuff. Uh, lots of great people out there making music for, but again, like it makes the movie like a movie cannot be as good. Well, there's a lot oh, yeah. of movies that currently are classics that without the right music would be terrible. To yeah. me. And I, oh, well, and, I'm, I'm right there with you yeah. in particular. Uh, I mentioned I, I talk about Lord of the Rings all the time. I know uh, I think concerning hobbits like there, there's a particular moment in the extended editions uh, when you have Gandalf's narration at the beginning, like going through the Shire and the music has this swell in it, uh, just as he said, uh, hobbits like food and all these things. But then he says, but where the hobbit's heart truly lies is in good tilled earth and things that grow. And it cuts to an old, uh, an old halfling very lovingly and carefully tending to uh, a seedling. And it's, it's just this wonderful moment that really sets the tone that you need to know to understand uh, that particular group of people. Um, and as much as I detest the Hobbit film trilogy for multiple reasons, they have a couple really good musical moments. And if you go back, there is a shot in the final movie. I don't even remember the, the, te the sub uh, titles. Uh, what was the third, the, the battle of three armies where it's uh, Thorin and Bilbo. And it starts off with that menacing draconic music of of thorin descending into this obsession with wealth and succumbing to to temptation and sort of for like 
tunneling in on himself and for this brief moment bilbo comes over and talks to him and they start talking about the journey together and joking about how they didn't get along at first but have become these great friends and the music starts to switch to concerning hobbits as the other music fades and you go to this pastoral composition that's lovely and just makes you think of sunlight and and good food and comfort and merry cheer and all these things which then a, a rock falls or something and that music cuts back away and it goes back to the to the the lonely mountain theme and it, it just the way that the music does more than the actors do to portray the spiritual conflict going on within thorin and it's incredible work on on the music's part it definitely is one of the more positives and an otherwise kind or not kind of disappointing. Um, I threw a Hobbit party and went to see that with 15 friends. They were all English majors and we all left very sad. That That's unfortunate. That's, mm, that's you made Ian McKellen cry. <laughs> Peter Jackson. That's what you did. So what are there any specific soundtracks that stick out to you? Um, because for me, I talked about um, Batman mm-hmm. and with Prince's involvement in that. And it's easy to kind of point to other ones, but they, I mean, there's a reason why people still listen to them and talk about them. Mm-hmm. I can talk about the bodyguard or um, do the right thing from Spike Lee, Footloose, Top Gun, of course, and even a film like Clueless had mm-hmm. a banger soundtrack. Mm-hmm. I mean, the movie is just, you know, it's it's fine, but that soundtrack was excellent. I'm going to give you two, and I'm going to try to, they're, they're two that I love that I, I want to talk about because they differ from, we've talked about a lot of like very, like, like classical influence kind of high minded uh, scores here in the past 15 minutes. Uh, So I'm going to say two brilliant ones that are on another other ends of the spectrum. Uh, The first of which has got to be the recent Bob's Burgers movie. I don't, I have not, and I don't watch the show. Oh, it's gold. It's the, the, the music in it is so good. It's treated as a musical, the movie, but there's one, song in it in particular two the intro tra- or the the opening number which uh uh sunny side of or it, i forget the title right now um and uh lucky ducks is really good because they made a they made a musical that's better than most actual musicals with this animated like kind of goofy music and uh it's it's just it's just really good. It's very good. Um, ah, my brain isn't working. Oh, I wanted to talk. We've talked a lot about movies and television, so I wanted to throw out uh, a video game just to get in on that side. Okay. Uh, Mass Effect has one of the best scores. Leaving Earth. I use that in my D&D games all the time just because it it really hits as such a great emotional number. 
but Mass Effect, not only is it one of the best video games ever made, best video game trilogies ever made, it's got got some killer music in it. Uh, and I could say the same for Assassin's Creed, even with the the franchise going down in game quality, the music still still is great. Um, I can speak to that for Assassin's Creed. Uh, Mass Effect, I've not played much, uh, but I can. I know people have talked about mm-hmm. it, so I, I get you there. So, um, I'm trying to think of movies that just have these like legendary. Uh, oh, uh, Phil Collins' work on Tarzan, I'd put up there with like a top. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Especially just here recently. I, I have that on a couple playlists that I listen to every once in a while. And uh, uh, now it, that's one of the things. Very few things have been like Megan asks me all the time. My wife asks, uh, now that you're a dad, do, does this hit different? Like when we're watching a movie or something that's got like dad stuff in it. And I'm like, eh, not really. But that darn song from Tarzan. I was just like, oh, no. But for one so small, you seem so strong. I'm just like, no. The feelings, man. Yeah. The feelings. Yeah. I don't know. I could talk all day. I could go. It it would be really easy to turn this episode now into just like, oh, remember that episode of that thing? Oh, and the bear has fantastic music. It really does. There's some really, really good. Mm hmm. Especially this most recent season, which set my anxiety off a couple times. And the music was a big part of that. That uh, spoilers for the bear for the next 45 seconds. The scene at the end when he's locked in the freezer, when you combine that with the music, I was losing my mind. I was was just sitting here panicking, watching those scenes. It's rough because the music sets your teeth on edge it's like no shut up dude stop just shut up (laughs) well we are also at a good point to wrap up yeah um which this has been this has been a great episode reminiscing about some of these soundtracks and scores um yeah sounds good all right man well, I think this was I agree. This was a good one to come back on and it's good to be back. We're going to get back on our on our original every other Wednesday schedule. I guess starting this one will come out next week uh, and it's good to be back. I uh, People let us know in the comments and in the in the threads and such how you like the new video format, uh, which I'm going to keep experimenting with and making better. Um and if there's anything you'd like to add to the role list, let us know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and don't forget, we're part of the Sobros Network. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can listen to other great podcasts, much better podcasts than ours, probably, not to be biased. But um, we've got stuff from the Vix Flix podcast, the Unofficial Titans podcast, Phone It In, uh, Power Hour, the Creator Series, Drinking With, always a favorite of mine. Um, and uh, you get stuff like College Football Roundup, yeah. among other things. Uh, don't also forget to check out their website at SobrosNetwork.com. Uh, the shop has plenty of great stuff over there. Um, I could go on and on about how each shirt you should or try and convince you why you should buy it. Get a dice shirt because it goes with our show. 
Yes, it does. And that was unintentional too, by the way. It just There's nothing unintentional, Sean. It's only Providence. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, thank you for tuning in. We'll catch you next time. Take a ride for a spin, buckle up, I'm addicted.